Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. In the year 1848, the Industrial Revolution is just starting to impact the world. Among these new fantastic innovations came the rise of snake oil salesmen promising to cure everything from cholera to baldness. For the immortals of the night, this means nothing until one such tonic begins poisoning them. Now antidotes and alliances are being sought out. One such alliance consists of Lord William Pelham, an astomite played by Adam, Augustus Rogers, a gangrel played by Andrew, Herschel Buckman, a Tremere played by Chris, Amir, a Setite played by Slavic, and Joaquin is the storyteller. Diluted is a vampire the masquerade story that takes place in the Victorian age vampire setting. If you wish to contact us, you can reach us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. It is the start of the year 1848, January 5th. There is a fresh co- fresh new coat of white snow covering the now almost black piles of snow shoved off the streets as you make your way towards Elysium in the British Museum. Describe what your characters look like. Okay, uh, so uh, my name, my character's name is Herschel Buckman. He is uh, about five foot six. Uh, I would say he's maybe close to like 190, 200 pounds, kind of heavier set. Uh, he has uh, uh, very, uh, his features are very fleshy, but it looks like maybe at one point in his youth, he had high cheekbones and more chiseled uh, predominant features. He has very dark black hair uh, that is thick that he has kind of like combed back, a paler skin. He has really piercing hazel eyes and kind of like pouty lips. Uh, his, his face, though, kind of lacks uh, normal masculinity that would kind of uh, would fit someone of his age. He looks to probably be in about his mid to late 30s. He wears a black suit uh, for its time with, with a charcoal vest underneath. And like a and a gray tie on a white shirt that's underneath the vest, and he kind of has a cane that he that he has with a silver uh, looks like dragon at the end of it. Uh, and he usually wherever he walks, he has his three ghouls following behind him, uh, his retainers, which one is a kind of a lanky, almost somewhat anorexic looking six foot ginger redhead female. And, and a man with blonde hair who's about a half a foot shorter than her and their 10-year-old daughter who has really curly red hair uh, uh, that's like the mother's who kind of tails along with him. He usually calls him his extended family whenever he introduces them. And uh, uh, they, they're, they usually kind of have this, um, uh, lack of a better term, like glazed over, dumbed down look whenever they follow him around. I'm playing the Setite Amr Khalil. And you know he he looks like he's thirty two. He's he was embraced when he was thirty two. Has black hair, hair, brown eyes, and he, he's an Egyptian Arab. He's five foot uh, and uh, five feet and nine inches tall, and he weighs one hundred and thirty pounds. 
And he usually sports all sorts of talismans and bobos. And basically he owns his, he owns this whole image, like, you know, the Egyptian magical dude that was uh, all this mysticism that was popular during the Victorian age. He tries to play into it and and tries to get something from it. Only actual magical items he carries are talismans that he creates uh, via the seal of the gates of blood ritual. And he usually seems like a decent guy or someone you trust, uh, like a maybe a nice salesman or something like that. But it hides this demeanor hides a maybe more hidden nervousness of his. Andrew next. Sure. Um, so my character is uh, Augustus Rogers. He's a um, British. Um, Native, and he's a uh, he's a thin man, dark hair, uh, usually covered up by, with uh, a bowler hat or something. Um, he wears um, he always wears like uh, suits, uh, typically like a a blue or a gray or even black, just darker colors uh, coats to to blend in in the night. Um, a navy blue coat uh, and hat and um, pants, uh, tie, full getup. Um, he has a uh, Thick facial hair, well trimmed mustache that he's very careful to grease up and make it look nice. And now for the final person. Um, I am playing Lord William Pelham Clinton. He is a, an apparently young man around the age of 29. He's fairly tall, a little taller than average, around six foot two, in very good shape, at least how outward appearances. He has sort of a sandy brown, sandy blonde hair, brown eyes. He is very much so British. He's fairly handsome, with a very well-trimmed beard uh, ending at his jawline. And he tends to dress in very stately finery, something that you would expect the nobility to dress in. So, as you four, each in your own separate avenues, make your way towards the British Museum, you sidestep the various people going about heading home. Some of them wear nice clothes, some of them just wearing rags. And all of them just shivering against the cold night air. Well, you notice a ring of various men. Some who give you a discreet nod as you pass through and make your way into the now empty area surrounding the British Museum. You make your way inside, and you make your way to the various exhibits to arrive at the King's Library. It is a two-story building with many glass windows and with just bookshelves and shelves of books lining the walls all all up and down, both stories. For most of you, this is more books you've seen in one location than anywhere else in your lives. And crowding the whole area are kindred. On the upper levels, you see the various prestigious members of society, the elders, the primogen, the prince, and all the rest. The lower parts, you see more more of your fellows, the neonates and all the rest, who just don't are just there to find out what's going on. You will mingle and mingle for a while until one of the elders at the top of the uh, second floor, a tremere you wouldn't recognize, stands, calls for attention. Brothers and sisters of the night, we have found that there is a problem affecting us. I'm sure as some of you might have noticed, he gestures, and as you look, you see some other people who have distinctly white lines across their bodies. You see the, almost like a hunger in their eyes. The tremere elders speaks and says we have found that there is this new tonic 
going under the name of Zamviri's Potion. That seems to affect us, and only us, negatively. As you can see it, when you ingest it by the blood of feeding, it leaves a permanent trace on the body. Permanent, we say permanent now because, as of yet, none of the victims we have recorded have yet to show any diminishing of this. This cannot stand. Not at this time. Not when there is unrest out, out, out east in the countries around the world. Not now when there is this new rumors of cholera among the streets. Not now when there is disquiet among our relations with our uh, brethren in Ireland. So, I bid you now, and I bid you all, please, if any of you have information about this, please, share what you know. And so the whole thing just sort of dissolves into like this just quiet murmuring and some louder discussions as people just sort of talk amongst each other and listen to some of the speakers stand up and say like what they know. And as you listen, you sort of get this impression that with all these different theories going around and around, there doesn't seem to be a common thread. There is no singular common piece of information that you can find. It seems that truly no one knows who is behind this, for now at least. And as you engage in the discussion, someone taps you on the shoulder quietly and says, meet me in the, meet me in Soho at the Solomon's Mind Theater afterwards, please. I have something to discuss with you with. Then the voice just leaves. And as the meeting continues, the, the elders call for a, a quiet search of the city and the, that any source of the, of the potion be found, confiscated, and if need be, destroyed. That is all, gentlemen. I have a quick question. Um, mm -hmm. The person who tapped, like, did they go to each one of us individually yes. and do yes, that? Yes, they did. Do we recognize this person? Do any of us? No, you do not. What was he, do? like, obfuscated? Or, or what was it? Was yes. his features? Okay, he was obfuscated. All right. So it's pretty much like we turn around, there's no voice there waiting, but we know we heard someone, pretty much? More like they were just already lost in the crowd. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Tracking. Now, since I rolled a six, do I have these... These like white, yes, uh, bands. So this you, is very you cool. to hide them? Uh, as well as I can, wearing like long sleeve coats and like having my ghouls powder my face and you know try to the best of my ability. I don't know how successful I am or not. That remains to be seen. Do you have anything else? No, I'm definitely going to make haste to the to the theater uh, because this is striking very near to me. You know. And what's everything else to say? I think Emma will approach this theater. Uh, well, obfuscated, definitely obfuscated, seeing, just to be safe, you know, and seeing if he can make a deal there or not. All right, so, as three of you visibly make your way towards there, you take in the sights that is Soho. It is a uh, district to the southwest of the museum, actually, not too far. And it is a district known, especially in these times, for being a bit of a red light district. As you pass, you see various women that... Bundle up, which someone negates, shows a profession, efficiency, huddled up against the cold, and a few peep, a few men with coats turned up and hats pulled low to avoid easy identification. And you see various crumbling buildings. At least You see at least two with broken windows, with snow clearly visible inside. And as you make your way towards this place called Solomon's Mine... You see it is a, 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 a closed-down theater, unlike some of the others that are still open this time of night. But it's around midnight at this, by this point. 
do you uh, wait outside or do you attempt to investigate inside? I, I'm going to go inside. My character's going to probably go inside with no self-control. You know what I mean? Just kind of like rushing there hoping that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I tell them to wait outside because I don't like to involve my family in, in this nasty stuff that's being a kindred. Just leave them outside in the cold. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, Bill's character, you know? They're, 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 they're enlightened. They, they should know that this is simply a test of their will here. So as you head inside, there is a large wooden stage with so obviously moth-eaten curtains and a gentleman wearing a uh, dark coat and uh, suit that awaits you with holding a top hat in his hands. Ah, uh, is it just you or the others arriving too? I think that um, Rogers, uh, he will take uh, his time and observe uh, the 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 um, building and other people entering before going in himself, kind of getting a feel for the situation and seeing if there's any like uh, obvious dangers. Lord Pelham will just walk in with a disdainful look at the uh, neighborhood. I see our uh, environs do not suit your liking, Sir Pelham. No, not at all. I'm accustomed to something a little more tasteful. Well, unfortunately, when it comes to matters of discretion, such as this. This area is known for discretion. Gentlemen, I, I'm sorry for uh, interrupting you, but I, I'm, I don't. I think the time for small talk is passing. And what? What? what do you have a cure for this? Or what, why did you call me here? And I look. I'm looking at. I look at Lord Pelham, and I just kind of like give him a once over frantically. Then I go back to looking at this gentleman who was speaking to us. No, I don't have a cure. If I did, I would have told someone. No, instead, I have a possible lead on finding this. I didn't share this because, as I said, I don't know for sure if it is connected to this potion. I merely suspect. And why would you ask us? Because you're outcasts, the both of you. Maybe not within your own, maybe you are. But I know the look of an outcast when I see one. And outcasts generally tend to not want to be outcasts. I just sense I don't trust myself alone to be able to handle the solvice conundrum. I must seek outside help. And since I don't trust anyone fully enough with this, I instead turn to someone who, if I don't trust personally, I can at least trust they will do what's best for themselves. And what's best for an outcast is to find a way that leaves those not an outcast. And by solving a mystery such as this, that is a way to get inside. Can you uh, can you describe like how this person appears and how they're presenting himself? Yes. Yeah, so he's just sort of uh, he's sitting up with one leg up on the stage, just sort of like. Looking at his hat, he's fiddling with his hat in his hands, sort of looking down, just dark hair, just sort of like neatly combed to one side, just sort of not really looking at you, just staring at his hat. Can I roll a uh, aura perception to see like what his aura is telling me? Yes. Perception and empathy, difficulty eight. All right, give me that. Uh, one so success, that. which distinguish only shale, pale or bright. So if it's pale, he's a kindred. Yes, it's if a it's pale. bright, he's immortal. Pale aura. All right, I figured. Damn it. Good, uh, sir. I, I, you have my services and my mystic arts behind your cause. Uh, what, where do you wish us to travel? What piece of information do you have for, for me? And I look at the two, uh, gentlemen in the room with me. I take it. Are you in the room with us too, Mr. Sedai? Ah, yes, my friend, but you do not see me. Oh, okay. I look at the two with these two distinguished gentlemen. I, and I look at both of them to see if they have anything to offer. I think I don't. I can't speak on their behalf, but I know you have my services behind your cause, good sir. You are correct. I would help you, if only to look out for myself. 
That said, if I'm to aid you in this, I wish to know your name. You may call me Solomon Hess. It's the name I had when in my mortal years, and it is the one I shall use today. Very well, Mr. Hess. I will aid you in this endeavor. Good to hear it. So long as our goals align. That is all I can ask. Would I know in character, would my character know these guys, like, just by, not by, like, on a friendship level, but just know who they are, what clan they represent, or anything like that? Yeah, you would know, like, you would, actually, now, by now, you do know that Solomon Hess is a Nosferatu. Oh, okay. And then... You haven't seen him look like this particular person before. Oh, he's Uh, using the mask of a thousand faces thing? Yes. But the players, do I know, like, at least the two that I see, do I know, like, that what clan they are? Have I not met them before? I don't think you would. At least, I at least do not. have okay. some dots in fame. Oh, yeah, you would uh, know I've, of him. I have one dot in fame for um, being a pretty proficient animal breeder. Um, I breed professional racehorses and dogs for the no- nobility. So if you know anything about the nobility, you might know something about me. Uh, I think my guy would since he's a wannabe. You know what I mean? Like, he's probably, I don't know, it's, it's, it's your call. Uh, Storyteller, I'm not sure either way to be yes, honest I, with I you. I think you would want to because, like, because whenever people people come to you, like, oh yes, my, what happened? My I think it's haunted, or the ghost pest is a poltergeist pestering of my goats or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I I, I have a dot in fame too, but it's just for being a poser, but, but like mortal occult, you know what I mean? Like, but it's just a yeah. Dot, I don't like think Professor Pelham would waste time with you. He has dots in status. Right, the only gotcha. one dot in status, because he is actually nobility. Nice. Now, if I knew he was Asmite, I'm just saying I'd react differently around him for obvious reasons, you know what I mean? Seeing that his clan hates me, you know, or hates my type. <laughs> All right. So, my possible lead is that a week ago, a uh, Dr. Morstead, an acquaintance of mine, went missing. Now, the reason I believe he might be connected to this is that he is a supplier of medicine to various uh, doctors and surgeons are in the area. And during the meeting, as you know, they revealed that they revealed the names of several uh, shops that sell this amphibious potion. And I know for a fact that he sells medicine to these shop, various shops. Now, as you can see, it's a tenuous connection, and I'm one I'm not fully not sure if it is correct or not. But it is one I feel needs to be looked into. Since I am myself an outcast, I cannot readily find acquaintances to aid me. So I rely on you. Is this good doctor, sir? Is he a mortal or is he uh, of our kind? No, he is not of our kind. And to a point of fact, I do not know that he even it knows of us. As I said, he was merely an acquaintance. What was his name? Daniel Morse. Uh, n- now, now look at uh, Lord Lord Pelham and Mister Rogers. Uh, with your fine, outstanding reputation in the community, would you perchance know anyone who uh, may be good at locating where this gentleman perhaps resided? No need. I actually know that myself. So you are asking us to go and speak with him? I'm asking you to just investigate his residency. I know for a fact he has not been home for a week. I myself have a business at Whitechapel that... I believe might have an idea of where I might find his current location. What is his address? It is in Harley Street. It is uh, 25 Harley Street. Thank you. And at that, Lord Pelham will turn to leave. I'll, I'll look at uh, Mr. Rogers and raise an eyebrow. 
and turn towards and start following the good lord. Before this, everyone leaves. I'll deobfuscate and hello, my friends. Oh my I god, am, good sir. Yeah, I'd be a I, little bit surprised at this. Like, oh, are you listening? Of course, I was invited by Mr. Solomon. I'll look at this Mr. Solomon to see if he like confirms this invitation. Yes, I did invite the Setite. As I said, outcasts can trust outcasts to want an in. I am ready to sell favor from the temple, if you wish it. You must understand, <laughs> my clan is not part of the Camarilla, and we need uh, favors to survive in this world. Surely you do, need, do you not think that solving this mystery for the elders will earn you as well as us, favors from them. Ah, yes, but what if something goes wrong? Then uh, I shall owe you a favor. And Very well, my friend. I do have some acquaintances with the Irish and the Jewish communities uh, over in the East End. And as I understand, your fellows seem to like uh, those seem to prefer the company of those communities. Yes. Dark is quite nice for us. We prefer yes. the poor because they are much more honest with what they want. You see, the rich and the poor, they want the same thing. But the rich, they dance about it, talk about it. But the poor, they act on it. You, my friend, <laughs> have not been on a hunt. I've been on many. All this talk of outcasts leads me to wonder which, what clan you gentlemen uh, fall under. I know we have a, a setite here of the of the Middle East, I'll but do a you two mocking bow bow. Uh, what clans do you two gentlemen represent? I do not represent a clan so much as I am a member. It is relevant what, for this task. Uh, oh, I think it'd be relevant for cohesion, good sir. I don't see how. For I am a. I tend to agree with the uh, gentleman over here. This is uh, this is not this is this is Augie kind of uh, just looking down on you. Like I'm not going to tell you who I am. Well, then I will introduce myself. I am Herschel Buckman, practitioner of the mystic arts, member of Clan Shamir, delver into the hands of the universe. I have heard about you. You are some magical prodigy, yes? Oh yes, I am known in the ranks of my clan to be. Someone of a phenom. But we'll talk that later. But we must come to the task at hand. And then he looks a little stressed when he starts thinking about this this uh, elixir stuff. I would say noticeably stressed. Mm. Gentlemen, gentlemen, please. This is... I understand that we are hardly all friends here, but can we at least agree to work amicably with this matter? As I said, I shall go to Whitechapel, and you shall go to Holly Street. And how shall we contact you, uh, Mr. Holloman, Ms. Holloman Hess? If all goes well, we shall meet here again tomorrow night. If all does not go well, I have made preparations. Very well. Yeah. Tomorrow evening, then. And now I will take my leave. I'll follow the strong-looking ones. I'll <laughs> don my cloak of shadows and go into the night. Lord Pelham will hail a cab. So do you all meet, go, leave en masse, or do you just like go one by one in different directions? I would ask Lord Pelham if I could ride with him. Yeah. Seems like the asking type that I might want to ask. I'm amicable to that. Good Lord, would you mind if my family would join us? I I motion to, like, my three dull-witted-looking... 
uh, in sort of a uh, under my breath way, he'll say, "Do they have heartbeats?" Oh, uh, yes, they do, but they are educated into our kind. I would prefer they take their own vehicle. Uh, yeah, g- just give me one second, and then I turn around and I look at the redhead. I just kind of grab her, kiss her on the lips, smack her in the butt, and say, "You must make your way home." And then, as the husband look, I'll I'll squeeze his butt a little bit, look at him, wink at him, and he motion him, and I'll pat the little girl on the head while she follows away. Ah, family Pel- affairs. Pelm will cock an eyebrow as he sees this. Oh, they are simply a family that have taken over my graces. The 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 good lady, she's an apprentice of mine, and the gentleman, he's my assistant. So they're simply practitioners of the arts, just like me. You'll find that they also may be useful tools in any future endeavors that we may have together. You have an interesting approach to decorum and propriety. Well, they, they are simply, uh, they are enlightened. I, I look at them as they are elevated and, and more evolved than the normal kind that we see walking these streets. And I kind of make my motion, my hands extravagantly around us. Perhaps we shouldn't discuss such matters in the open. Oh, understandably so. Understandably so. I'll just, you know, whisper. You never know who is in the shadows. Good sir, I say good sir. That is rude. <laughs> people's privacy. Ah, but I suppose the shadows are going to be wanting to join us in the carriage. <laughs> <laughs> if the good lord will allow. Very well, but show your face as we ride. So drop the cloak, you know, and he has this Egyptian tunic and all these talismans and stuff just rappling. Pelm will climb into the carriage and wait for the others to join him. Yeah, I'll get him. Um, and while we're riding, I'm going to kind of take the opportunity to, to quiz him a little bit about uh, his business dealings and see if you have any interest in uh, uh, racing horses and dogs for hunting. Talk, talk about your habits. Maybe do you enjoy any um, fox hunting or anything like the sort. I've enjoyed a fox hunt on occasion, although I prefer to ride simply for pleasure. Well, if you're ever interested in obtaining any new animals, I have uh, quite a fine stock. Do you have a card? Yeah, yeah. I would, uh, I would definitely have a card. Uh, I have a ongoing business. Perhaps when this affair has ended, I'll come by to inspect your wares. I doubt I'm going to be getting out to my country estate anytime soon. As I, as they are talking, I, I kind of whisper towards armor. So I look over. You see that my guy kind of sits close to you, starts whispering to you. So, what land do you reside from in the great mystery-ridden Africa? Ah, I am from Egypt, the home of my clan. I spent some time at Egypt, in Egypt, matter-of-fact, in my mortal days. Oh, did you? How did you yes, find yes. me? I was, uh, I was tracking my path uh, to become a seventh-degree order of the White Dragonhood. There I met my guardian angel, who showed me my path and first... Delved me into writing my first novel. I see, I my see. My first book. And this was in your mortal days, yes? Yes, it was in my mortal days. Before ah. I, my, my fine abilities brought me uh, to the attention of the House of Tremere. And you, do you know any arts of your type? I heard rumors about your clan and your mystic abilities. Uh, our arts are reserved for only a few, you see. It is quite difficult for us to harness our magic. Not so with your clan. Everyone seems to know uh, how to indulge in the mystic arts. But I must ask you one thing. You were a wizard or magician before you were uh, dead, yes? One doesn't talk 
one stays humble when they learn the arts. You learn that with great power. Yes, or responsibility. I wanted to ask you: Did did this power did it uh, did it transfer into your new state, or did you have to learn everything again? Well, you must understand. I cannot speak of the se- the secrets of the mysteries of House Tremere. I of course so unfortunately, understand. I, I can't. Uh, but one thing I would ask: this potion, this uh, this elixir, and you see he, he gets a little more. You know what I mean? Excited. Well, what do you know about this? It sounds like it may come from where you were, have resided before. Does your clan know anything of it? No, I am now offended that you think our clan would deal with in such underhanded practices. And I kind of like raise an eyebrow to him. I would not say that your clan is responsible, but the name. Uh, I don't know if you're very well educated or if you're aware of linguistic history. Uh, name uh, resides from the Nile River Valley, an offshoot of the... And you can see he just starts making up words, and he's just like, you know what I mean? Like, trying to sound like he knows the origin of the name. If I can interject, at this point, Lord Pelham will clear his throat, and then in Arabic, he will mutter, do you not know the value of silence? I will simply Uh, smile. uh, I have a three linguistics, which makes me wonder if I know... I would say I know Latin, Greek, and English, so I don't know... Arabic, so I just kind of like smile and nod, like, yeah, like I know what he's saying and agree, you know. Uh, Augustus is kind of just sitting there a little uh, perplexed because he does, he only speaks English. Pelham will shake his head. I think Emmett will actually ask Lord Pelham in Arabic if he ever visited, visited Egypt. And in Arabic, Pelham will respond extensively. I was part of Napoleon's expedition. I see. By this point, the cabbie basically knocks on the door saying, Hey, Governor, we're here. Can I do one thing before we leave? Can I read, see if I can read their auras real quick to see like what they're both feeling while they're speaking in Arabic? I'm a step ahead of you, Chris, actually. Uh, I rolled twice to check, uh, once to check the Sedites aura, once to te- check uh, your aura, Chris. I got two successes for you, Chris, and I didn't get any for uh, Slavic there. So if the I main can... color? Yeah, main color and light yeah. pale, obviously. Yeah, it's pale. Let me look at the main color here real quick. Like, what you, you want to see what it is when you guys are talking? When you're talking with him about your trip to Egypt. Oh, okay, okay. Let me see. Uh, wait, is there one for liar? No, I'm just playing. Let me look here real quick. Uh, you see distrustful under uh, undermine. I was going to roll for you two also. But that, so I'll roll for the Sedite first. Okay. And I got no successes. And I'll roll for the good lord. And I got uh, two successes for you. Is there an annoyed entry on the charts? Angry, <laughs> aggressive. Uh, let's see. Pale red. Yeah, I'd say pale red. Yeah. I, okay. I'm like gonna like. Be like oh yeah, I better shut up, dude. Like if I, <laughs> if I see his, I'm like putting two because my guy is pretty. He has good like subterfuge. You know what I mean? He is a con artist, so he can tell when like his cons. Well, at least not working on this guy. Or he's annoying him, so I'll, I'll shut the fuck up. <laughs> So you arrive at Harley Street. It is, by comparison to Soho, it is quite well lit. Gas lamps all around, cobbled streets, nobody out in the streets. Bright lit windows with obviously roaring fires coming out from the chimneys. And as a note, this Harley Street is actually known in London for being the place where a lot of doctors and surgeons live. Even today, it's known for that. And as you make your way towards 25 Harley Street, you make you notice that Morshead was quite, quite well off. He was actually able to manage to afford an entire house all to himself. 
Um, I kind of want to take like a, uh, a back alley kind of route towards the, the place. I don't want to walk down the main street with the rest of them. I'm going to tell them, um, I'm going to approach from a different angle and Fair kind enough. of slip away if I can. Do you want to roll for a subterfuge? You like dexterity and stealth or something like that, I would think. All right. Yeah. Give me difficulty six. Then I would have two successes. All right. So you make your way and no one, and no one else on the street notices that you're creeping around. Okay. What I'm going to do, what my goal here is, is uh, as I'm like kind of going through um, the shadows and everything, I'm going to use uh, animalism rank two, the beckoning to try and call rats to me. All right. What's, what do you roll for that? Charisma and survival. All right. That's difficulty six. So that's one, two, three successes. So yeah, you get quite a bit of rats in the areas. So you said that's half the animals respond to that. You get a, you get a veritable swarm of rats. How, uh, how long does that take? I'd say about a minute. Just cause like, you need time for all the rats, like all, from the end of the streets to get, make your way towards you. And like, so like 50 minutes, 50, like about a minute, you have like a nice swarm of rats around you. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna kinda let them describe what they're doing in the meantime before I continue. I simply turn on heightened senses and step out of the carriage with my cane and just kind of look at the house and see if anything stands out because I'm not really the courageous type. I'm going to stand by the angry guy and the guy who probably has real mystic arts uh, <laughs> that seem to know what's going on. So you have heightened senses. So you notice that the, the doctor's house in particular, there was a fire there, but it's gone out now. It's uh, so it doesn't seem to be any uh, smoke or smell of, like smoke. The smell of smoke has faded by now. It's been out for at least an hour. But there was, we could tell there was someone in there at some point earlier in the day. Good gentlemen, do you smell that in the air? My mystic abilities are telling me that there was a fire here, incredibly, but burned down about, I would say, I'd rub my temples an hour ago. I see. Lord Pelham will just roll his eyes and walk to the front door. <laughs> Do you knock on it? Oh, yes. I'll cloak my. I'll use. I'll cloak myself in shadows once again, and I and I will say, "Call upon me if you need me, my friends." Uh, the three of you out in the front, make a give me an observation uh, roll. Uh, what, what would that be? Perception uh, alertness. Yeah, dif- yeah, I think it's perception alertness, yeah, right? Perception alertness. Difficulty eight. I have okay. no alertness, so does that raise my difficulty at all, or I don't know if it does or not. I don't. I believe that only applies to skills where you get the okay. raised difficulty. Gotcha. Yeah, two successes. All right. So you, you notice that as when you cloak yourself, you notice in the corner of your eye, you see someone like look at you, like, like, you know, suddenly lurch back and just start running away. There, I saw someone run. There, you know, I'll uncloak obviously to point out the dire- dire- direction. Do you get a chase? Yeah. There's no running. There's no running on my guy's part. I just look like helpless. Like, oh, I try to like wave my hands in his direction. Chase. Like I'm trying to stop him. Give chase. You know who you're looking for. I'm going to continue with the house here. Yeah, I'll, I'll chase. Definitely. I'm going to follow the setite to the best of my two in dexterity ability. All right. Now let's see. Chase. I have four in dexterity. Yeah. Okay. Dexterity, athletics, probably contested. Don't forget the vampires don't tire. So if it's immortal, he might. You might not run it, but he tired. can give you the slip. Yeah. True. Oh, hello again, folks. I'd like to tell you about the Facebook group we run. 
Cult White Wolf, and Onyx Path RPGs, Gameplay, and Media. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded? One that won't be drowned out by random posts and discussions, so that your media could give the attention you deserve. The group is specifically run with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. The group is already immense and continuing to rapidly grow, with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there.